Thanks for calling the Midnight Drive-In. No one is here to take your call. This week's movies are Hide and Go Shriek and The Initiation. Sounds like somebody's getting a spanking. For more info, check out the Midnight Drive-In on Twitter at MN Drive-In Pod or find us on Facebook. If you want to email us, send it to the Midnight Drive-In at gmail.com. Remember, no outside food or drink. Anyone caught performing sexual acts at the drive-in will immediately be taken to the office. Unspeakable things will be done to you. Thanks for calling. Drive away your worries and cares at this drive-in theater. That's why, to familiarize you with the movie rating symbols which will be used by this theater, we present the following guide for parents and young people. X, no one under 17 admitted. Well, yeah, that is a very first world problem. <laughs> it's extremely first world. <laughs> it's almost embarrassingly so. Hmm. So we all heard that uh, Peter Mayhew passed away earlier today. Yeah, it sucks, man. man. It does. He was 74, and he's had health issues since forever. So mm. it's not shocking, but no, it's just one of those things where it's like it makes me feel old that the people who I looked up to as a kid are like dying. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that is that is very much a bummer when you when you get to the certain age where you're like, oh, a lot of my movie heroes are passing away because they're old. Yeah, yeah. I'm glad we're all sad. That's a great way really? to start this week's podcast. I was gonna say, way to way to really drive that opening right into the ground, Brian. I'm just, <laughs> just, I just feel like it's something we should talk about. It is no, and it's it's it is it is. He is one of those guys that I think is. He seemed to enjoy his position in the geek community, where he like you know he wasn't never shied away from it or anything. He's mm-hmm. still going to conventions and stuff until recently. I don't know. It's weird because not I never met the guy. I don't. I don't know that I've heard him speak more than a couple of times because most of, even in the movies it's just him roaring. And then uh, some, somehow he seemed like a lovable character to me. Mm-hmm. I'm just glad he got to uh, reprise Chewbacca, even if it was just. I think it was just the. Uh, uh, cockpit scenes from some of the Millennium Falcon stuff. Yeah. So he could sit down while he was doing it because he couldn't stand for very long. But yeah. they at least got him in there, which is good. Yeah, he it's was good. Then able to consult with the new guy who was playing him and stuff, so they were able to figure all that stuff out together, which is good. It's sad. Yeah, it is sad. I don't know. I'm not sure what to say about it, really. <clears throat> It's just a bummer. There's a new Star Wars movie coming out. So I'm sure they'll have a nice memorial for him. Yeah, it, it seems like it, I don't know, like, it seems unfair that what the universe is doing, because, like, shouldn't the original cast have gotten to live through the end of Episode Nine being released? Like, it doesn't seem like it was too much to ask from, you know, whatever powers are guiding the universe. Yeah, I agree. But maybe maybe the, those powers are just like, look, they got through the end of Endgame, all right? That's all I could do. I'm, 
I'm impressed that we live in a world where the the schedule of movies between now and then is so awesome that Star Wars is actually the thing that I give the least fucks about. <laughs> is that good? I think it is. I mean, because I really love Star Wars, and if it's to the point that I'm like, meh, fuck it, I don't, I don't need more Star Wars. <laughs> I don't know that I have that point in my system. Well, seeing yeah. seeing seeing how uh, they've just never been as good as is the originals. I don't know. Yeah, but I have a feeling They're, that's because we were kids when those were out. Well, kids when they, we were kids when they came out, and the fact that they were original concepts at the time, right? It's it's always the case that you know part seven of a series is going to be derivative of the first six movies that's just how it is so i mean what what year did phantom menace come out 99 yeah i think so i mean so i was still a kid then (laughs) i wasn't i was 19 i'm like this is garbage (laughs) i love phantom menace so i never had a horrible hate i know there's lots of people that were like that was garbage but it's fine. I don't see. I remember watching it the first time and being like, "Okay, it's not as bad as everybody was saying it was." But then on like rewatches, that that kid saying "yippee" is, I mean, it's bad. Yeah, it's real bad. Oh, nobody's arguing it's flawless. Just so we're clear. Yeah. I, just don't, I don't understand the hate it gets, but I also like, yeah, it's inexcusable that they couldn't ADR a better line in. God damn it. Sorry, guys. My cat, who normally doesn't give two bucks about attention, keeps jumping in my lap. Stop. Yeah. What was that? Go on. Get. Why are we always dealing with Noah's animal drama? <laughs> I don't know. And this is the well-behaved one. The two assholes are in the other room. In my head, the other cats are having a same conversation right now about you and this cat. <laughs> Who else is in the other room? That one guy thinks he's talking to people again. <laughs> well, no. Since we're done with the segment where we deal with Noah's cats, <laughs> Doug, why don't you summarize the initiation? Oh shit! Um, <laughs> I mean, I'll do my best, but to be honest, it's been two days since I saw this movie, and it's pretty forgettable um funny thing is i watched it like about six months ago and had no recollection of anything <laughs> that happened when i rewatched it so I, I think that's just part of the movie experience yeah um so let's see the movie opens with like a dream sequence there's a girl killing the guy that's sleeping with her mom the fight breaks out between what i assume to be the dad and the guy that's sleeping with the mom but it's not really clear in, even in the dream sequence or later in the movie. And one of them gets lit on fire. I, mm-hmm. I mean, they they literally say that in a sentence. like Yeah. But it's pretty, it's pretty clear at the point where they, they literally like say yeah. that's what happened. But it's a pretty boring movie. I can't be expected to have listened to everything that people said. <laughs> um, well, I think they thought they tricked people into thinking Clue Gulliger was the dad and the other yeah. guy just ran into the house 
So I think yeah. they thought they were really clever. Yeah, we'll we'll talk about this in the next movie. That's our secondary theme: is movies where they thought they were tricking the audience, but they weren't. Um, so yeah, a bunch of years later, uh, a random character who happens to be really burned again. I think that they don't want us to know right away that it's the guy from the opening scene, but why else would there be just another burned character in a movie uh, escapes from some kind of like a mental institution meanwhile the girl from Spaceballs is in college and she's trying to get into a sorority so she's suffering from nightmares and she goes to like a psychologist so they naturally are in a romance now and he's doing experiments on her in her sleep and hypnosis yeah. and other random shit he's a teacher well he's a teaching yeah. assistant but somehow he's also the teacher like there's no real teacher there's only a teaching assistant well I mean he's a, gra- he's a graduate student they teach a lot of classes Okay, I don't really know how it works. He's he's up, for his, he's up for his doctorate. Yeah, you really way, did. You is... really did not listen to this movie. No, no, no. Oh he's God. up for his doctorate, but they. She says he's my TA, which is teaching assistant. Yeah. And yet there is no actual teacher. There's only a teaching assistant, and I think that that's flaw in the film. I think you have to be assisting somebody in order to have that title. Anyways, so then her sorority makes her break into. Yeah. Any uh, anyway, that that whole sleep thing yeah it's like half half the movie and it does not need to be whatsoever no not at all because i didn't care at all about any of it what i cared about was like the stabbing that goes on in the last i don't know half hour of the movie which was kind of fun mm-hmm. and then yeah. there's a big plot twist where this girl had a twin that i again i just didn't care so the twin yeah. stabbed the dad or whatever but yeah. I honestly, when the twins started talking, I'm like, really a twin? Fuck. <laughs> I guess that was my reaction to that scene. Like, I just turned this on to watch a slasher. Why isn't this just a fucking slasher? Yeah. <laughs> I, was, I was so frustrated by this movie. I'm like, like I don't, I don't know. I suppose if you had seen this movie whenever it came out in the in back when twins had not been done a million times, they'd only been done like a thousand times. Maybe it would have caught you off guard. <laughs> I think the biggest thing with the twins issue is not that it didn't catch me off guard. Cause it, it was more like a, it's just a trope. And by like this movie came out with like 84. Mm-hmm. So you're talking about like a time when a lot of movies had twins in them. <laughs> Like, I'd say like 82 through 84 is like prime time for that particular cool. trope. And then uh, it was all, it, it was the, the biggest thing was like, it, that character had never been brought up throughout the film. Like, there was no indication that she had like a sister or that when the dad broke out of the mental institution that he brought anyone else with him or anything like that. So it was just like a that's real. The, I, I don't know. That's the whole actually, point of a twist. Yeah, and I think there were actually a couple like clever insinuations about it, but okay. So explain to me where the clever insinuations happened. Well, like how the guy keeps talking about symbolism and dreams and stuff, and that she keeps watching things through a mirror. It's pretty—I don't know. That's—I think that's cool because it, it like could mean she's reflecting on herself, but in in this case, it wasn't a mirror. It was, you know, I guess her seeing through to see another person instead of a reflection of herself. Uh, actually, I'll, I'll, I'll give you that one. I didn't really pick up on that, I guess, because the 
sleep stuff was so. Like, so like I said, I think you were so bored that you weren't paying attention to the movie. That's plausible. Like, no, and some some of it is like too like a lot of the the psycho babble that was happening happening about the symbolism and all that was like this has all the classic symbols: the dad, the fire, the mom, and you're like, but you're not telling me what any of those things mean. So it sounded like psycho babble. And now that you're pointing out, okay, the mirror thing actually does kind of play into the rest of the plot. Oh yeah, it does. But the other things didn't. So, and all the right, other right, things right. Were, were meant to be symbolic. And you're like, oh, this one wasn't symbolic. It was actually just literal. She was literally looking at another person. So I'm like, okay. Yeah. Um, yeah. I, I was just like, I guess I wasn't thinking that hard about the movie, but you're correct. Yeah. Cause I actually think, I think this movie's better than what most people who watch it probably actually think it is. And I think that's because you get bored because it, cause it's like the pacing in the movie's real bad. Yeah. And by the time all the stuff's happening that you should be paying attention to, you've already checked out because you're bored. Yeah. And well, then you miss it, all the cool stuff. I think a, a part of the problem with the movie is that it doesn't know what it wants to be, right? Because there's like, some of the scenes are in this sorority house, and they're all just doing their weird sorority girl thing, and you're like, okay, like there, there's a a fun subgenre of slasher movies where it's just a bunch of ditzy sorority girls and they start getting picked off and that can be fun. We already have an escape mental guy. Now we have sorority girls. We're all set up for that, but that never happens. And then there could be a good movie where we actually spend time on this like psychological drama that they think they're producing. But a lot of it is just not very well done. And there's like weird scenes where like the mom is trying to prevent her from going to see the, the doctor guy who's her teacher and her mom's like like it sounds like they're arguing about a boyfriend not about a doctor and i'm just like this is just really poorly executed so i just i don't want to watch it necessarily and then there's like the actual slasher film they have which is slasher guy running around a department store i'm like that's vaguely interesting that little garden rake thing whatever that's called that he uses to kill people that was a good idea to put that in as a tool i understand why they did that but you can't have all those things in one movie because then all of them are underserved. Yeah. Did you guys happen to watch the trailer for this movie? No, no. I mean, I had seen the movie before, so I didn't. Yeah. I was going to say, it's interesting because I think that feeds into your, the movie doesn't know what it wants to be thing. If you watch the, the trailer, it's much more of a Rosemary's baby. <laughs> trailer where they're like the initiation and then of course you see the the sorority girls chanting and it's like it starts in the sorority it starts in the mental institution oh but what is the initiation and it's like oh cool it's like a cult thing like because <laughs> yeah. i mean it totally plays it off like it's a weird cult thing and then you watch the movie and you're like, this is not remotely fucking close to what that trailer told me this movie is. <laughs> yeah, because, I mean, even just the fact that the movie's called The Initiation, like, the whole thing is, like, they break into this department store as part of, like, an initiation to get into a sorority. But other than that, <laughs> the, the, the idea that The Initiation is the main plot driver of this movie is a bit ridiculous. All that other stuff that we've talked about is significantly more important to the plot than the fact that she happens to be trying to get into a sorority during the during the events. Uh, th there is a pretty decent amount of like nudity and and or girls in skimpy things. 
Yeah, quite a bit. So that's all right. Yeah, it wasn't. I have no complaints about that. Although, again, <laughs> so that's not the part that. we were complaining about. No, no, no. But again, though, that stuff doesn't belong in this psychological thriller about her discovering the meaning of her dreams and having. You know what I mean? That's part of what I was getting to about the. It it belongs in every horror movie. Like if you just had if you just had like the sorority stuff at the beginning and led straight into a slasher movie, then that would just be like, yeah, we're looking at boobs, we're having fun, they're running around, they're arguing with the annoying guys, and then alrighty, now they're all getting killed off, and one of them has to survive. Perfect, good to go. But the one from Spaceballs is the one that survives. She seems like the only famous person in this movie. I heard a rumor that you're a virgin. <laughs> <laughs> That's actually our one of our secondary themes is the is the fact that both these movies really like mock one of the characters for being a virgin, so they're gonna go and have sex that night just to prove prove to their friends that they can. Because somehow yeah. in in movie world, girls in college can't have sex whenever they want by just wandering up to any guy on campus and being like, "What are you doing later?" <laughs> yeah, and then the girl, of course, the virgin girl reveals this horrible story that she's not actually a virgin that she was taken advantage of against her will at some point and then walks out like crying and of course the guy that's somewhat interested in her follows her and then kisses her to make her feel better yeah yeah i was getting ready to say that what in the fuck man that's not an appropriate response to which amanda was like that's not how you how you make somebody feel better by being raped no, no, it or not. Yeah. Uh, and apparently but, that works. Then she sleeps with them right away. Yeah, I don't know. It is this weird thing where she, it's almost as if she's like, he's thinking like, okay, so you got raped before, but if I only force myself on you a little, then I'll seem good in comparison, right? And it's like, I don't think that that's the message you want to send. <laughs> this movie's such a mess. <laughs> Yeah, I the whole dreams thing I was not into. The uh, let's break into your dad's store and you know have shenanigans I was into, but even that got boring after a while, which is unfortunate. Yeah, I mean, I don't, I don't like the fact that they play off too whenever the uh, the the dream specialist slash boyfriend slash psychiatrist uh, does. Does the quote fingers reveal that it's not a dream, it's a memory? <laughs> yeah. And it's like, well, yeah, of course, of course it is. <laughs> like, the fuck? What is Did you think anybody watching the movie didn't fucking know that? Why do we have to do this in exposition? <laughs> uh, yeah, that character was terrible. I don't feel like he did anything in this movie worth anything. Well,. He does get stabbed right right in the lung. She gets him good. Well, he deserves it. Yeah, yeah, fuck that guy. Because, I mean, look, realistically, all I need in this movie is, hey, some people broke out of a mental asylum the same night that a bunch of college girls are going to break into this store for a sorority initiation. And that should be enough for your movie. Yep. Instead, we got all this other, all this other stuff. Yeah, 
Again, like, you could make a good movie out of the dream stuff, I think. But you can't... You can't get 80s slasher writers to write your, like, dramatic film about her learning the meaning behind her dreams. That, that doesn't work. Mm. Is there anything else you enjoyed now? You seem to have enjoy- enjoyed this more than we did. I'm, I thought for the most part it was... I mean, it's alright. It's got a pacing issue. I think I think the opening's too boring. But really, mm. once the movie kind of gets going, it's okay. I like the fact that that chick fucking totally murders her dad, and you're like, yeah, she fucking fucked that guy up, and then it's like, oh, wait, he didn't do anything. <laughs> oh, shit. Fuck. <laughs> she, just, she just fucking murdered her dad. <laughs> and now somebody's gonna have to tell her that she murdered her dad. I don't want to be that person. And I do kind of like that, like, the, the in the end, the mom kind of shows up and saves her, because you kind of... I think through the whole movie, they're leading you to believe that, like, the the mom and the new dad are in this horrible evil cabal trying to like you know dis- destroy her life or something and in in reality it seems like her sister went nuts <laughs> stabbed him the dad showed up there was a fight he accidentally got hurt really bad <laughs> ended up in a sanitarium mostly cuz his daughter daughter tried to murder somebody and he <laughs> got half his body burned and their other daughter was so traumatized that she forgot everything. You know, it's it's like, sure, the mom was like having an affair, which is bad, but it seems like they really weren't that bad of people in the end. I don't know. Yeah, I don't know. They did lie to this girl about having a twin sister for her whole life. That was bad. Well, but it's it's one of those justifiable things that you could say that they were sparing her. Like, is it is it better for her to think she can't remember her childhood or to think her dad is a horrible, burned, mangled monster and her sister is a psychopath and they're both locked in an insane asylum? I can't call me an optimist here, but I think the truth is always better than allowing a nine-year-old to grow up not remembering, remembering no. her childhood and refusing to get her the psychological help she needs to recover from a head injury. Right, right. No, I would, and I would one hundred percent agree with you. All I'm saying is that, as as a character point, it's justified that someone else would think that way. Not, not that it's a good thing to do. I guess I, my interpretation of the film was that the mom was simply protecting herself. I don't really know from what. So maybe your point is slightly more valid in that sense. <laughs> like, but it always felt like the mom didn't want her to know because it would make the mom look bad, not because she was protecting. Yeah, see, I don't think so. I, th- I think it really is that they're just trying to hide the, the horrible truth from her. Because, you know, in the end, even after the mom's all traumatized and stuff, she kind of shows up at the end and saves the day by shooting that other twin right in the chest meets. <laughs> yeah, yeah but can you imagine the discussions you get to have after that? So that was your twin sister. She's dead uh-huh. now. I shot her. Uh, the guy you threw off the roof. That was your crazy dad. Uh, crazy, but harmless. So, so you're gonna have to live with that guilt now. He was he was uh, only driven crazy by the fact that he found me sleeping with somebody else and then got thrown into a fire. Before that, he was a pretty normal dude. Oh, after after watching his daughter pick up a knife and try to stab somebody to death. Yeah. So, he's kind of a victim in this whole scenario when you think about it. 
Hey, do you want to go back up in the treehouse? I promise not to push you. Oh. oh. <laughs> That's the reveal. By the I way, your stepdad's dead, too. Yeah. <laughs> she didn't like the stepdad that much. The, uh, the reveal I was waiting for was that the fall from the treehouse when she was nine or whatever that caused her to lose her memory was not accidental. And unless I was really not paying attention, they didn't reveal that. So, Yeah, I guess they figured, you know, unknown twin sister, unknown burnt father. was probably enough for her to deal with. I guess. <laughs> Don't worry, we three out of a treehouse so you wouldn't remember them. That would have been a great one-liner. At least they, I was getting ready to say, at least they didn't end it with one of those way over-the-top ones where they're like, we don't even have a treehouse. <laughs> but yeah, I would say this one, it's like, it's its not a recommend as in it's a real good movie or anything. But if you're looking for like a horror movie you haven't seen, I think it's worth a watch. You're not gonna you're not gonna get done watching it and be pissed off that you watched it. No, it would never sit that strong of an emotion from you. I would say you you'll, you won't be pissed off because you won't care enough to be pissed off. But, yeah, I don't. Yeah, I'm just kind of I'm just kind of not like I don't really care, which is worse, <laughs> worse than anything else. Yeah, like I can't even like it's like I can, I want to complain about like how it hit all the stupid tropes, mm-hmm. but I don't like like why did there ha- like why does she just the minute she meets that psychologist TA guy it's like okay so there'll be a romance between those two now and then there is and you're like I don't care like part of me wanted to care when I'm like are you supposed to take your TA to your college party like and just let everyone know that you're dating the teacher but I don't, I don't well care. I mean it, it was the 80s it could have been the dean fucking a student and everybody would have been like yeah this is normal that's a solid point <laughs> It was a different time, I guess. A different boring time. It was yeah. the worst of times. It was the worst of times. Like, what kind of store was that supposed to be? Department store. Yeah. I feel like that's part of it being from the 80s is that it was like uh, in the, there was like independent department stores back then, which I think have all but been eliminated now. Yeah, the, the pre-mall thing. Yeah. Hmm. Where all those jokes like second floor housewares comes from, but people our age never actually saw one of those. <laughs> there was one in my town when I was a kid. It was also the only place I've ever seen like a dude that pushes the elevator buttons for you. Mm-hmm. I'd, go, I'd go run it on the elevator all excited, and he'd be like, third floor toys, and I'd be like, yep. I wouldn't faster to take the stairs, but I liked having him do that for me. Did you have like that little lever that could flip to go up and up and down? No, it's just buttons. Just buttons. Yeah. Which is why when they got rid of that guy and you just had to start pushing your own buttons, it wasn't that big a deal. You realized <laughs> that guy got paid for a lot of years for a job that it was unnecessary. All right. Well, anything else about the initiation? I don't really have anything else other than just... The poster was kind of neat. We alluded to that last week. Yeah. Again, girl from Spaceballs. It's nice to see her again. A second thing I've seen her in now, so... <laughs> I did click on her IMDb. She is a working actress and has done lots, but uh, not stuff I've seen. All right. Well, Noah, why don't you tell us about 
hide and go shriek. Which I'm gonna say the only thing I learned from this movie is that in the eighties teenagers really wanted to fucking furniture stores for some reason. Hey man. You know what? Now thinking about the eighties, I kinda wanted to fucking a furniture store too. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but you probably just saw all the movies where teenagers wanted to fuck in a furniture store and you're like, I guess. <laughs> I don't know. I don't think so. I think I think right whenever you hit uh pre prepubescent hormones and you're walking by a store that's got a bunch of furniture in it, you just look at that furniture and you go, yeah, I could fuck on that furniture. <laughs> I can't say that my trips to the store went that way in the 80s. It's not how I remember it. But... I think you guys don't remember being 10. It's a, it's a little raging ball of <laughs> awful. Just awful. Everything in you. All right. All right, why don't we why don't we talk about the movie? No, right? <laughs> let's, let's just move on. I don't no. dive any deeper. Into we this are staying we are right here. You look, you look at this. You look at this and feel ashamed. Um, so we've got a group of horny teenagers, uh, one of whom's dad owns the biggest fucking furniture store ever. Yeah. It's a it's a fine furniture store that sells only high end items in a shitty part of town, <laughs> and it's three stories high at least, plus a loading dock. In which, uh, so horny group of teenagers decides that in order to celebrate graduation and them going into adulthood, they're gonna have an overnight sleepover, hiding in the store. And and they're just gonna like fuck and play hide and go seek and what the fuck kind of weird plan is this? I think the hide and go seek was kind of spontaneous. I think they were just going there to fuck. Do you you think so? Because they were acting like, no, we're gonna do this all night. And it's like, really, guys, just you're that into hide and go seek, huh? You're like, here's this great big furniture store. It's good for two things: fucking and hide and go seek. But uh, as they're rounding off the end of the day, we find out that there is a creepy dock worker um, working there who's got a freaky snake tattoo and who clearly looks like a murderer. Uh, nudge, nudge, wink, wink, filmmaker. Hey, this guy. We want you to think that this guy's the killer. Hey, yeah. hey. <laughs> yeah, I think they actually just credited him as Red Herring. That's why you can't remember his name. <laughs> right. Uh, then you meet, of course, the dad and his general manager, who then have a five-minute discussion about the guy to even more cement the fact that they're supposed to, <laughs> you're supposed to believe that he's the killer. They they're like, yeah, he was in prison. Yeah, they might as well break the fourth wall and go like, hey, audience, we think this guy might be the killer. Do you guys think he might be the killer? <laughs> right. Uh, through that conversation, I <laughs> learned that he's living in the store. He like has yeah. a little back room with a an electronic walk for some reason. <laughs> well, because he he doesn't have um, a proper kitchen. Well, yeah, I know. And don't don't get me wrong. I think that's super dope. Like <laughs> if I was a if I was a creepy semi homeless man living in a department store, uh, I too would want a cool electric walk that I could cook. Strange slabs of moist lunch meat. Yeah. <laughs> Did you guys notice that he has like nothing in that little fridge of his except lunch meat and green onion 
And then he takes the green onion out, but does not mix it with the meat to cook. So he's just yeah. eating that separate, I guess. Right. Like it's a snack. Yeah, it, it appears he has a, a small pallet esque bed, uh, electric wok, uh, lunch meats, green onions, and a <laughs> chest full of what appears to be weapons and bondage gear. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Which is, I mean, that's all right. You know, you do you, weird snake tattoo man. <laughs> uh, so the kids are, um, you know, fucking and playing hide and go seek, you know, like you do as teenagers. I recall that 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 there was a significant amount of crossover between the times that I would have been playing hide and go seek and fucking. It's super weird because I think every couple at some point is supposed to be hiding, and they're like, "This is such a good hiding spot. We probably have time to fuck before we get caught." Right. So they're every couple I think individually tries that. Yeah, yeah, they all just they're just getting it on, uh, and then of course they start getting murdered. You know, hint, hint, wink, wink. It's it's probably snake tattoo guy. Hint, hint, wink, wink. And yep. uh, people die. People die. One girl gets tied up naked on top of an elevator for a significant portion of the movie. <laughs> and, and, and while it does, the idea. Well, I was going to say, put him on the roof. It'll be fine. She'll be up there the whole movie. Nobody will notice. And while it comes into play later, it's like a very short period of time that it comes into play. Yeah. And, and the fact that they keep going, she's still there. <laughs> like it's like you didn't need to do that. You you probably just needed to do one setup shot, and then the resolution of that. that that's it. Yeah, I that, mean, was, a, that was them thinking they're more clever. Like they thought they were getting us excited for the big moment that happens, which yeah. was actually pretty cool. Right. But the whole time, it's like you don't have to keep reminding me. I know she's up there. And I think they were also super into the fact that it's actually a pretty good visual because because the lighting, you know, it's dark. You're looking down and you've got this like fair skinned, naked blonde chick that's kind of tied up. And so she really stands out against the background. Like it's it's actually some good camera work (laughs) compared to the rest of this movie, which is not. But, uh, well, we'll discuss it further. Right, so so um, murder, 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 uh, stereotype, stereotype, murder, murder. Oh, we found a dead body. Murder, murder. You're forgetting uh, that when the killer kills people, he takes their clothes, dresses up in it, and then that's how he gets close to the next person to kill. Right, them. right, and he has a really fucking good time doing it, and I kind of dig that. You don't get a lot of you don't get a lot of killers in slasher movies that you can tell are really having a good time. He really, at one point, he's full-on fucking dancing in one of the girls' outfits. Right. And it's like this giant hairy man. Like, there's no way you're going to mistake it for a chick. But everybody's like, oh, I see the outfit is the same as the one my friend was all head on. It must right. be her. Uh, I wonder why she grew all that chest hair. And then and then when they call him out, like, that's not her. He takes off running like, tee like, runs <laughs> off. Yeah. yeah. Uh, one of the girls avoids being murdered by hiding underneath a bed and seeing his feet, in which oh, snake tattoo. Hint, hint, wink, wink. It's clearly snake tattoo guy. Yeah, because most people have the exact same tattoo on their hand as they do on their foot. Everyone knows that. Right, right. Uh, so then snake tattoo guy shows up and he's all pissed off and not behaving like a weird serial killer guy. He's just <laughs> behaving like a normal guy who's like, what the fuck are you doing in this store? Yeah, I live here. You don't. Right. Uh, murder, murder, death, death. Uh, we find out who the killer is, and the killer is that guy's prison wife. 
<laughs> who apparently yep. attempted to reconnect with him after getting out of prison and was rejected and has basically just lost his shit and is now murdering people and stalking this guy. Yeah, dude, that that scene where the reveal comes that is like these guys were prison lovers and one of them feels it should continue after and one of them feels that no, that's just something you do to get by while you're in jail. Like that is a fucking weird twist for this particular movie. Like, well, you, I mean, you got to be honest. You didn't see the twist coming, right? So. But so here's the thing: somehow, part of that is handled very, very well, and part of it is not. So the uh, snake tattoo, um, hand snake tattoo, I should say. <laughs> His reaction to everything and like the fact, especially whenever, like at the end, whenever he's like explaining it while they're bandaging him and stuff, yeah, it's handled really well because he's not like throwing the uh, the word that I'm not going to throw around at the moment that they would have should have like I'm surprised it's the 80s they weren't saying it every 10 seconds, yeah. Uh, but he's actually pretty sensitive, you know. He was like, no, we were together. It was a thing. And I just, I just want my life back. That was a prison thing, and now I'm out of prison, <laughs> and, yeah. I, and I don't want to be that. So, so you have that, which is so gingerly handled for for an eighties movie. I mean, I can't believe it. Versus actual killer guy who his everything is just as transphobic and as homophobic as you could possibly fucking get. <laughs> I mean, he might as well be wearing fucking gold dust costume from the WWE and licking people's faces. No, yeah, you're you're correct. Like the opening scene of the movie, before we even meet the teenagers, is just like crossdresser picks up Hooker, stabs Hooker, and the way it's done. I don't know exactly what it is about the way it's shot, but I'm like, oh, this is already a really like anti-gay movie. We're like 30 seconds in. I know it's the 80s, but you don't usually start to hate gay people till much later in the movie. Right. I'm like, I don't know if I'm going to be comfortable with where this is going. And then horny teenagers show up, and I kind of forgot about that. But then when the cross-dressing starts again later in the movie, you're like, oh, yeah, this is, this is a little off. Like, I don't think you're supposed to portray people like this. Not to mention, I'm, I'm not an expert on the subject matter, but like, does being gay make you cross-dressing and vice versa? I don't think it does. It, like, does, it, it, does, it, it does not. Okay, I, I, again, like, um, maybe there, maybe there's a specific subgenre of, like, gay people that I, I don't know all the details, but it's like, I don't think that, well, certainly when I say I don't know how it works, I don't think the filmmakers do either. I think they're being like, yeah, you're, you're gay if you wear woman's underwear, so we'll put him in woman's underwear, everyone will know he's gay. That's how you do it for a movie. Show some boobs again. Show some more boobs. There was yeah, lots so of boobs I, in this movie. Right. And so besides the fact that whoever wrote this movie is not fucking good at writing things. <laughs> They're not good. And, and the director deciding not to cut out the 10,000 times that they point to Snake Hand Guy as the killer. Not good. Oh, excuse me, guys. But besides that, I think Noah's allergic to this movie. Uh, no, it's the it's been raining for days and it's kicking up all this pollen. I'm on so many allergy meds and I still my eyes are burning and 
on my face is oozing. It's really gross over here. My face is a horror movie right now. <laughs> but uh, so back to the movie. So so besides that, it's a pretty good horror movie. Like <laughs> I liked it. Well, okay. So the killer is fun as hell. Like that whole. Like, as much as I'm saying it's like not a good representation of gay culture. Mm-hmm. I, that whole thing with him dressing up in the people's clothes, like stealing like the outfits from the the other people in the yeah, because he, does it, he does it for the guys too. So I mean, he does I mean, steal the not... guys' clothes too, yeah. But a lot less time is spent showing us him in the guys' clothes, and yeah, less of a big deal is made out of it. But anyways, it is fun, and like you say, like he's having a blast killing people, and that makes me have a blast watching him kill people. <laughs> Several of the kills are pretty good. Uh, like the the girl on top of the uh, the elevator when her you know inevitably some body part gets stuck out of the elevator. The elevator's changing floors. In this case, it's her head that gets taken clean off. I'm like, yeah, I'm happy about that. I'm glad that happened. So yeah, like there there was a lot of fun to be had with this movie, even though it had its issues. Yeah, and I was gonna say even I think even the the dejected gay lover thing. Isn't it like that's not a terrible idea? It's not, and it's not a terrible twist. It's just like at the end of the movie when the killer clearly went and took the time to put on a a a a, a gay leather bondage harness. Yeah, (laughs) like again, it was it was the eighties though, right? And like in the eighties. Like, gay was synonymous with bondage, even though I'm not sure that that's accurate, as well as, like, cross-dressing. Like, mainstream society did not understand that. I actually think that by, like, 80s standards, this might be a progressive view of gay people. Because the one guy is, like, open about the fact that he had a gay relationship, even though he wants to go back to being heterosexual now that he's out of prison. Which I think, like, to admit that in an 80s movie... I think is kind of like, and nobody else sits there and like badmouths him for it. They're all like, okay, whatever, this isn't really your fault. We'll get you the medical help you need. I mean, I, I, I think, like, again, I think in the 80s, this counts as progressive. I was going to say, and, and nobody is screaming the F word. Yeah. No, it's actually handled surprisingly well. Yeah. Which is That's weird. Certainly not politically correct by 2019 standards. No. But you know, factoring in the time it was made, I think it's, you know, not, not as offensive. Mm-hmm. I would agree. Um, so, me and Noah watched a copy off YouTube, which is a VHS rip, yeah. and it looks terrible. Here's the thing. So, I, I also watched a VHS rip that I found online because <laughs> I don't <laughs> know how else to watch this movie. Um, mm. It's a very dark movie, which does not translate well to certain certain platforms, including YouTube. Um, yeah. So, I, I actually. It's the same rip. I, I don't know. I, I, I actually think the movie is made pretty well. I think if you were watching mm. it like in a the theater, it would work because some of the lighting is done extremely well. Like, there's a lot of shots of them. The whole movie, I don't think it was mentioned, like, they're in this department store, or furniture store, and the the guy whose dad owns the store won't let anybody else turn on a light for fear that they'll get caught, because he's still scared of his dad finding out that they're in his store. Uh, this guy, like, 
why did they even bother going to the store? Because this dude was a buzz kill the entire time. I know. Like, well, you guys want to break into my dad's store and spend the night there? We can't turn on any lights. You can't touch any of the furniture in the furniture store or the mannequins. So what are we going to do? Well, we brought some chicken. And one of the girls is going to rag on us the whole time about how we're not allowed to eat it until it's proper dinner time. Because <laughs> apparently these particular teenagers are very, like, we have to sit down and eat dinner as a group can't have somebody snacking beforehand and and normally i would say no group of teenagers would be sucked in by that but this is a group of teenagers who once again literally think that playing a game of hide and go seek is a really wild thing to do i just sent you the copy that me and noah watched you should take a look at it and see if it's comparable to the one that you watched Doug. okay uh yeah, there's some elements that I think I would enjoy, but yeah, the the uh, version we watched was a little pixelated. Some girl who took her top off didn't look like she had nipples because the uh, the quality of the picture was so bad. Okay, well then the quality I looked at was better because all the boobs looked pretty good in the version I watched. Right. Like. You know, without without turning us into that kind of a podcast, there was no examples of like a boob with no nipples on it. Um, yeah, yeah, the version I watched is better than this. Okay, so, I was curious, just because significantly better, and I think that yeah, I can understand why you'd, you'd have problems with this version. Mm -hmm. Yeah, and I mean, like, I may end up liking it, but the, like watching it this way, I was not a huge fan of it. But, I mean, there were literally sections of it where they're running around in the dark, hence the we can't turn any lights on scenario, where I just couldn't see what the fuck was going on. So I was like, all right, well, somebody's screaming about something. I assume somebody's either being attacked or somebody's running away from something. Yeah. And I'm not saying the film's perfect. There are moments that are no. great. But I do think there were moments that were, like, some of the lighting choices were brilliant. There were a couple of shots that I thought were really well done. There's a scene late in the movie where we see things from the perspective of a guy running like a newsstand across the street. And he's looking across at these kids that are inside like the thing banging on the glass and he can't hear them. So I thought that was really well done. Mm -hmm. um, I, I don't know. I thought they made good use to the space. Like they, they were able to kind of have them say like, okay, we're going to go up to this floor and separate each other enough. And there was enough, just enough dialogue to let you know, like, okay, if they're on another floor, then nobody can hear them because they, they talk about how the building's made out of thick concrete or whatever. A lot of that stuff I thought actually was done decent. No, not great. I think this movie may have invented Ikea without knowing. <laughs> <laughs> You're not wrong. <laughs> I just love the concept that these some guy in like Sweden is watching like shitty VHS copy of this movie, going, "Oh man, not really into the filmmaking." But it's like you know what? Meatballs, meatballs, and this. <laughs> Be a rich man. Uh, oh, we should point out to tie into last week's show. The the guy whose dad owns the place is the guy that Daniel has to fight in Karate Kid Part 3. Yeah. Oh, really? Nice. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, he's the one that keeps showing up like, I want you to fight the tournament. And then, like, makes him sign the uh, okay the, the contract before you'll let him up. 
I didn't pick up on that. I thought there was nobody in this movie that I'd ever seen before. Yep, that's him. I'm sure he would rather us talk about Karate Kid 3 than uh, this movie, though. I don't know. We were pretty harsh on Karate Kid 3. I'm at least trying to be positive about this one. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. Uh, I don't know. Is anybody else got anything they want to say about Iden Goshri? I don't know. Same, I think same as last one. This one's worth a watch. I think this is a much better movie than the last one because this one just knows what it's doing. Mm-hmm. So every, every, like this one is just it's like we just like we said before, a bunch of uh, dumb teenagers, slasher killer, really obvious red herring, but who cares? Um, like say some cool shots, a few cool kills, and I think like it's it's a slasher, and I like the killer. That's enough, generally speaking, for me to get into it. Mm-hmm. So. I, I, yeah. If you're if you're a slasher fan, I would watch this one if you've never seen it. However, we've spoiled the big twist for you. So, thanks for calling the Midnight Drive-In. No one is here to take your call. For more info, check out the Midnight Drive-In on Twitter at MN Drive-In Pod or find us on Facebook. If you want to email us, send it to the Midnight Drive-In at gmail.com. Remember, no outside food and drink. Anyone caught performing sexual acts at the drive-in will immediately be taken to the office. Unspeakable things will be done to you. Thanks for calling. Alright, no feedback. I'm going to assume this is going to end up being a short episode. Uh, did anybody watch anything since the last episode? Uh, no, you want to go ahead? Did you sit down and watch nine movies in a row by chance? I didn't have time for that. <laughs> Why not? <laughs> it's been three days since we recorded. You usually have time to watch in three days. I watched uh, several episodes of The Goldbergs. It's pretty okay. funny. I like it. It's just 80s nostalgia in a TV show. So, yeah, yeah. The, only, the only episode I ever watched was the Freddy Krueger episode. And I was not a fan. I get a kick out of it. I'll tell you one thing. In the show... There's this running thing where the mother keeps calling her kids delicious. She says that all the time. She's like, ah, my delicious little boy. And something about that word in reference to a child, like, just makes me so fucking uncomfortable. I want to turn the show off. Uh, But besides that, um, I did want to watch another... uh, uh, somebody stabbing somebody movie. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So I watched uh, Friday the 13th and it's still awesome. The original, oh, yeah. original, original one. Yeah. 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 What the fuck do you think I'm talking about that? Goddamn remake. <laughs> that piece of shit's not in my house. You're a little harsh on the remake. Listen, it's not a bad movie, but you don't remake like the, one of the fucking best movies. I just don't. Why would you do that? Well, they to make, didn't to make money. Like the first four. So yeah, that's a good point. <laughs> it was a, it was a mistake to remake that. They should have just made another installment in the series. Yeah, I mean it's it, it's like if somebody came out tomorrow and they were like Michael Bay's remaking The Godfather, and it's like fuck you. That's exactly the same scenario. I'm glad you came up with such a perfect analogy. No. That, for me, yes. 
I would rather watch Friday the 13th than The Godfather. So for me, that is an apt analogy. <laughs> I would also rather watch Friday the 13th than The Godfather. I would pretty much rather watch any Friday the 13th except maybe New Blood. Yeah, well, nobody should want to watch New Blood. I mean, I mean but it's kind of... The problem is, is, I guess it's okay. It's an okay horror movie on its own. It's just a shitty installment in the series. It's oh. kind of like Halloween 3. Shut up, Doug. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, I heard you. I heard you thinking it. Love uh, Halloween 3. It's because you're wrong about movies a lot. Everyone <laughs> knows that. No one's surprised by it. No. I have a legion. I have a legion behind me that agree with me that Halloween 3 is a good movie. They're all wrong. People can, A lot of people can be wrong at the same time. Happens a lot, actually. That's not true. More than 10 people believe it. It has to be true. Which is why the birth, Earth is both round and flat. Ugh, going, with both. On that. going with both. Going with both. This day forward. Did you watch anything else, Noah? No. You had three days. <laughs> now you're just causing problems. <laughs> you're really pushing your luck now. Did you watch anything, Doug? Um, well, we talked about... Uh, Hide and go shriek being uh, quite dark and sometimes difficult to see. Mm-hmm. So somebody's got to bring it up. Have you guys been uh, following the Game of Thrones controversy this week? Uh, no, because I don't watch Game of Thrones. Yeah. So, well, the the last episode, which was a a very highly anticipated battle episode, and by battle episode mm-hmm. I mean like there was a battle that took from the beginning of the episode to the end of the episode. Um quite literally the whole movie was one big fight and it was entirely at night and a lot of people are upset saying that they couldn't see much of the <laughs> show so I I'm like oh oh that could be a problem for me <laughs> that I watched it and I'm like it's not that bad there are some moments that are difficult to see but there are some moments where the darkness is used very effectively and there are some moments where you can see just fine so uh, I just thought it was funny to listen to everybody freak out about it um but yeah i i, I am to be honest if, if for anybody out there is listening i found the episode to be a little anticlimactic just because the battle that had been built up for so long it uh oh didn't go the way i was expecting it to and yeah like I say not that i minded who delivered the final blow Kill it. And I'm trying to keep it spoiler free for our listeners, but I don't. I didn't mind who, who finally killed the bad guy and made it, and won the day. I just minded the way it happened. So I, I have not watched the show or read the books, and I'm gonna say it's Arya because everybody likes Arya. <laughs> it's Arya. Um, <laughs> Look start at that. Hate, start the hate mail now. I'm just saying. No, look, the Maybe show, we should delete that. That's probably a spoiler. God damn it's it. It's definitely a spoiler. Causing, you're causing me editing work. I was literally guessing. I have not seen the show or read the books. I just know everybody's up that little girl's ass and they need to chill out. Well, did you, you see all the controversy the previous episode where that little girl showed her ass and everybody got upset about that too? <laughs> People get really upset about this show. 
so they're mad about the female showing all of her body parts on the show that's famous for lots of females showing all their body parts. Yeah, but this one was quite young when the show started a decade ago. Is she is she eighteen now? Yeah, I mean, I, who knows how old the character is in the show? Because lots of really unfortunate stuff happens in the show that involves sexual behavior of all sorts of people. Um, but. I mean, the actress is certainly 18, older, so I think she's in her mid-20s or something. People are weird. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It was, I just get a kick out of listening to the internet get all upset about it. I mean, I don't know how you could watch a horror movie where a bunch of 30-year-old teenagers get naked and then get mad at that. <laughs> yeah, I, 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 I didn't quite understand what people were upset about. I also didn't understand why there were people who were upset at the people who were upset about it. God, the internet's a fabulous place. <laughs> <laughs> there's all these articles in my Facebook feed about like I can't believe like that that character showed parts of her body and then they're like other people sharing articles like you're a jerk for being upset about that and it's like I I mean I'm not usually the can't we all get along kind of guy I usually enjoy a little controversy but this seems ridiculous to me little Game of Thrones fans yeah they take it very very seriously and I'm generally speaking, one of them. But I just find I don't get caught up in quite those particular issues. Anyway, since you guys don't watch that show, we won't talk about it too much. Okay. I just, I just wanted to address that, because I figure there's some listeners out there who probably want my opinion. I listener. Well, me. When I listen to the show, I'll want to know what I think. So. There you go. Um, the only other thing I watched, I've been making my way through season three of Santa Clarita Diet. Mm. I believe and you mean the final season of Santa Yes, I do, and that's why I'm taking my time with it, is because I'm actually really enjoying it, and I don't want it to be over. But, oh, so, did they cancel it? Yeah, yeah. So, yeah. I can completely understand why it's not more successful, because it is kind of a one-note joke. Um, and, you know, three years of basically the same joke. I can see why people are there would, there would be people who would stop watching it, but I'm still really enjoying it. Um, did did they know this was going to be the last season before they made it? No. God damn it! I, I've heard it, I've heard it ends on a cliffhanger. Oh really? Yeah. Okay. I'm done. Never watching it. Fuck it. But it's like it's it's super fun. Like there's this. I don't know. We'll put it this way. Like one of the last episodes I watched. So there's this group of like this order of knights that hunt the undead and as you know like the main character in the show is undead so her husband is like gonna try to try out for then to become one of the knights by filming himself trying out all these different things that's a whole episode of the show is him like filming himself doing these different feats of strength and then eventually when he has to fight like uh, a zombie type person he ends up having to use a lot of the skills that he learned while doing his tryout videos <laughs> That's a whole episode of the show, and that's very, very fun for me. And it's just one of those shows where you can tell the whole cast is just having a great time doing it. Like, I think one of the characters actually said, like, when they announced it was being canceled, one of the actors put out a post saying, like, you know what, I'm going to keep up, and I'm going to keep performing scenes from this show. And if they want to film it, great. And if they don't, that's fine, too. <laughs> like, I just, and that's perfect. It's, I don't know. Uh, I'm having a great time watching it. I'm sorry it's sad that it's over. But what do you do? Yeah, apparently there's uh, there's some push to at least maybe get them uh, 
a wrap-up movie or something. Which is not unheard of. I mean, Deadwood's getting theirs, finally. So. Yeah. And there was another Netflix show that got cancelled where they did give them, like, an extra episode or something, but it was a show I didn't watch, so I don't remember what it was called. But it has happened with Netflix before, so I don't know. Yeah. Here's hoping. Yeah, I mean... Or it won't. It's not like it's... Not, I don't consider it what I would call an important show. It's a fun show. Yeah. So it's not like they canceled Breaking Bad and left it on a cliffhanger kind of thing. Like That would be <laughs> very problematic. But, uh, you know, Santa Clarita Diet, eh. Like, I don't really remember what the cliffhanger was in the end of season two, and I'm watching season three right now. <laughs> so. But yeah, that's all I had time for because we had such a short window to record. Um, and that was due to uh, Avengers Endgame. Right. Which uh, I went and saw for a third time on Monday. I know. I'm jealous. <laughs> My coworker, I was like leaving. I was, it was like an hour before work was over. He's like, "Hey, I'm finally going to the end game after work." And I was like, "Awesome." He's like, "You want to go?" And I had to sit there for a second. And he's like, "Oh, do you do you not want to go?" I'm like, "No, I want to go. I'm trying to like think if I have something to do tonight that I have to cancel now." So, yeah. So I went and saw it again. Still awesome. Uh, people still cheered during the one scene that I said they cheered during the first two times I saw it so when people see it they'll know it's just the best scene of the movie no doubt about it um, speaking of which Doug discovered there was a small issue with our episode but for some reason it cut off like a half an hour before it was over so if you had that problem go to the website re-download it just a half hour discussion. Yeah. So I, I couldn't fix it, but apparently not. I, yeah, I couldn't get it to work. I used Google Play and I could not get it to work through that. So, um, Damn, Google. It's weird because, like, that version of the file doesn't even exist anymore. Like, I took it off our hosting. So I don't know why it's still available like that. But I don't know. I don't know how any of that stuff works. So. Yeah. The internet's weird. So, yeah. Um, and besides that, the only other thing I watched is I was doing laundry the other night, so I got bored, started looking through my friend's Plex, and he has uh, both seasons of Freddy's Nightmares on there. Nice. And I was like, well, these are terrible, but, I mean, let's just have fun and watch them. And so I randomly picked one that Mariska Hargitay from SVU is in, and she plays a college student who's trying to study for her big anatomy test the next day so she's like avoiding going to parties to halloween parties and all this other stuff and of course she uh trying to keep herself awake and that's when freddie starts messing with her it was surprisingly not horrible so mildly enjoyed it um Decided the next day to watch another one while I was waiting uh, for something else that I don't remember. But randomly picked another one and then discovered, oh shit, there is like some sort of continuity between some of the episodes. Where this uh, family moves into this new house and apparently this is a house where somebody had died from a previous episode. So I'm like, oh, well fuck, now I'm going to have to actually start from the beginning. 
because I figured it was all just anthology stuff. I could just randomly pick and choose, but apparently there are episodes that have continuity to them. Um, it's really weird because the production value is kind of terrible on these. Yeah. And they just light it by shining a giant spotlight at the set is what it feels like. But anytime Freddy's there, like they do some decent lighting where they try to hide the makeup a lot more. So you just see like his eyes or something out of shadows and stuff like that. But everything else is just like turn on the high beams. We'll just flood the set with light. It'll be fine. Uh, it's... It's baffling to go from a series that was making as much money as it was to we're going to skimp as much as possible on any sort of lighting technique or set construction or even getting decent actors. Even though there are some people who sh later turned out to be very good actors. Like uh, is it Brad Pitt is in an episode. Oh, really? Yeah. It's in a season two episode. Uh, Mariska Hargitay was in one, like the one I just watched. Yeah, it seems like there was somebody else that was, went on to be famous that was in one of these episodes, but I don't remember which one. So, I don't know. I may keep watching them. I'm just going to start from the beginning and watch through them all. Try just to have a good time with them because I know, I know for the most part they're pretty horrible, but... Just thought it might be interesting re uh, reevaluating this series since I only ever really saw like two or three episodes and thought it was terrible. So I figure I'll give it another shot. We'll see. So maybe I'll watch a couple more before next episode. Yeah, I have uh, like a little best of DVD that I'm pretty sure was illegally made by somebody, <laughs> but I bought it at a convention one time. I should pull it out and watch it and see if I. The only one I remember watching is the one where it's like tells the Freddy backstory. That was the very first episode. Yeah, and it was. It was all right, hmm. if I remember correctly. I think it's like directed by like Toby Hooper or somebody too. Yeah, that it is. Yeah. So. The one with Miss uh, Mariska Hargitay. She's got a weird sounding name. Uh, it was directed by Ken Wiederhorn, who directed like Shockwaves zombie movie I just talked about a couple weeks ago. Stuff, so... Yeah. They got some decent people to direct. just don't think they had a whole lot to work with. Um, I don't know, for lack of anything to talk about, Noah, did you uh, did you enjoy the new Critters trailer? Uh, I actually have not watched it. All, oh. I, all I saw was a picture of the Gizmo Critter. Yeah, and uh, that's that's enough to make me assume this is going to be a pile of shit. It it doesn't look great, to be honest. No. Plus, after that, ones. after the Shutter debacle with that fucking series, quote fingers. <laughs> uh, yeah. I I just can't I can't I can't live with more damage being done to my beloved critters. <laughs> but T. Wallace is back. And, uh, <laughs> they broke me. They hurt me. They hurt me too bad. Uh, yeah, I don't know. It doesn't look. It does not look great. But, but you know, really, as long as you don't have a subplot where a woman went to a New Year's Eve party and fucked a critter and then had a kid nine months later, it's got to be a win. You know, I didn't watch that series. So if you guys could stop bringing it up. <laughs> 
I don't really need I, to be I, reminded that that exists. I advise you never to watch that series ever again. Ever, ever, ever. Here's a brief glimpse of some of the truly fine pictures we've scheduled in the near future. Well, what are we doing next week, Doug? Uh, well, we are... We were so enthralled with people being killed inside stores this week that we've decided to keep the trend up. Uh, so it's all grocery stores next week. Uh, Intruder from 89 mm-hmm. with young Bruce Campbell and Ted Raimi in it. And, uh, and then, I believe Sam as well. I believe so. It's been a long time since I saw it, though. Mm-hmm. So I'm not going to say that until I crack. Um, and... Uh, we're going to team that up with The Mist because those movies are exactly the same in tone and in nature. <laughs> so, <laughs> just to demonstrate that as long as we can call it a theme, we will. Yeah, They both have grocery stores in them. Good to go. <laughs> yeah, I'm sure we'll both feel the exact... We'll, yeah, we'll feel the same after watching both of them. Yeah. They both, I think, both have happy endings. That's yeah. good news. Yeah. <laughs> Noah's already mad that he has to rewatch the ending to the mix. Oh, it's so bleak. <laughs> oh, depends on how you feel about people getting shot in the head. Some people see it as a positive. Yeah. I suppose it depends on the person getting shot in the head. Please remember to replace the speaker on the post when you leave the theater. And now, folks, it's time to say goodnight. We sincerely appreciate your patronage and hope we've succeeded in bringing you an enjoyable evening of entertainment. Please drive home carefully and come back again soon. Good night.